Good evening. Uh, one thing uh, I forgot to mention at the beginning, I'm very excited uh, to be back at St. Thomas in a lot of ways. Uh, two years ago, I did my diaconate internship here, uh, so I was here for about five months, and I got to say, it was amazing. Uh, it was a great, great time. Um, so it's just, it's really like kind of a homecoming, it feels like. Uh, it's just very nice to be able to come back and see so many familiar faces, uh, some new faces, and just be back around uh, breathing the air of St. Thomas again. Um, one thing I've always been struck with, with this community, is that whenever I walk in the doors, whether it was when I was in high school as a teenager, uh, whether it was in college when I was coming home to visit, seminary, visiting different priests and things, I've always been struck with the feeling of family. Um, that's one thing that St. Thomas has that's really unique, is that you just feel there's a connection with the people between families, like the parish is a family, it's a really beautiful thing. And that gets me thinking about my family. Uh, I love my family. Uh, if you haven't noticed, we are all, I, I'm one thing that we all are uh, in, my, in my household is we are loud. Um, so if it sounds like I'm screaming, I'm really sorry. <laughs> but it's just throughout the course of my life, like there's been a lot of things that we all share. Um, we're loud, we got big outgoing personalities, but we're also different. And if you want to see how different my family is, you can look at our taste in movies. Now, me, uh, I am what you call a geek when it comes to movies. If it is a Marvel movie, literally just went to see Ant-Man and Wasp this afternoon. It's pretty good. Uh, I, if it's a Lord of the Rings, uh, Star Wars, Mark, calm down back there. I know you're excited. Um, but it's just like... I'm all about the geek movies, movies that build on each other, that the, the trilogies, the, the however many, whatever nine would be of that. Like, like I love geek movies. My mom, uh, her idea of entertainment is a lifetime movie. So if this movie can make her ugly cry to the point that I want to look in the mirror and see how ugly the cry is, that's entertainment some way. I don't get it. Uh, I just don't get it. It's on. It's there. Don't worry. It's sad all the time. Um, my dad and my sister, on the other hand, their taste in movies is pretty similar. It's an action movie. Now, that means that usually the title is one word. Uh, the Recruit. Or something like that, like it's one word titles, uh, usually there's something with law enforcement, a lot of explosions, muscles, bad guys that cannot shoot some reason, uh, and at the end everything happens, the plot line is like really terrible, right? That's like every action movie ever. The funny part is that my sister and my dad both land there. <laughs> they love the explosions, bad plot lines, and bad guys they can't shoot apparently. Our DVR at home, though, one movie that fits into that category pretty closely that has constantly ended up on our DVR at home is Taken. 2008, movie came out, Taken. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's about this dad. His daughter gets kidnapped, and he's got a particular set of skills <laughs> that make, make him a nightmare, a nightmare for people like you. No. Uh, but it's a fantastic, the one thing that this movie has that's different than all other action movies, it's got the bad guys that got, can't shoot, it's got explosions, it's got all those things. What it has that's different is that it's got a pretty good plot line. 
This guy's a former CIA guy. His daughter gets kidnapped, kind of sent into, into modern-day slavery with human trafficking. She's about to get sold off. And he fights like the 20 small bad guys to get to the one big bad guy at the end. And just spoiler alert, like every other action movie, he, he saves her. She's like, whew, good. But one thing about, one thing about this movie is that that plot line, I think it strikes something more fundamental than just an action movie. That whole movie, it's not about him trying to like flex his muscles against somebody else. It's not him trying to show off or anything. That whole movie, he is motivated by love of his child. And I think that's why that movie speaks to a wider audience than just the action movie fan. See, today, in our second reading, we hear St. Paul talk about we have a spirit of adoption. That we have a father in God. Now, that's a, that's a big statement. That's a really, really big statement for any of us to wrap our mind around. That God is our Father. Like Jesus coming down and being, being made man, being created man, walking the earth, being a human being, basically says, okay, because I'm a human being, you can now be adopted by God. That all of us have access to calling God our Father. When he teaches us how to pray, the prayer we're going to pray later on in tonight's Mass, our Father. We all have this spirit of adoption that we are children of God. And that is our most fundamental, foundational identity that we can possibly have, is that we are first and foremost sons and daughters of God. Now, some people, when they hear that, it's like, all right, that sounds good. But like, my experience of father on earth might not be the best. Like my dad was an authoritarian, or my dad was not there, or my dad was just kind of a piece of work in himself. And sometimes we have a tendency that in our relationship with our earthly father, we can throw that mask, that distortion, up on God. But God's much less the distortion that we experience here, and much more the perfect, ideal father. He's one that's more motivated by love of us, his children. That it doesn't matter if it's 20 little bad guys standing in the way, he's willing to fight every one of those fights to meet us. He's willing to reach out and find us. He's willing to step down tonight and be, step into the mess of our lives. Another way to look at it, quick story, in 1989, there was an 8.2 earthquake in Armenia. Now this 8.2 earthquake went on, and in four minutes, 30,000 people in the country died. Four minutes. 30,000 people lost their life. There was this one man, after, the, after it, everything kind of calmed down, 
he thought, man, I dropped my son off at school this morning. His son's name was Armand. So what did he do? He didn't, without thinking, without having any kind of understanding of himself, or like worrying about, is he okay? Is the house okay? First thing he did was he ran to the school as fast as he could. And when he got there, the building had collapsed. And he's standing there with a building that's flat, knowing that his son was inside. What he did was, is he started to kind of look around and judge, where is the classroom? Where is his classroom? Got about where he thought it was and just started to dig. There's bare hands. As he's digging, family members and friends of other people that are at that school are showing up and they're seeing him and they're going, what are you doing? Can't you see it's hopeless? They're gone. He looked at him and he said, you can stand there and grumble and complain or you can help me dig. And he dug and he dug and he dug the whole time thinking and saying the name of his son, Armand. Armand kept digging, kept pulling different pieces of debris, pieces of concrete, drywall, wood, whatever it was that was standing in his way. He continued to dig and to dig and to dig. Twelve hours in, his hands are bleeding, his muscles are aching, continuing to dig. People quitting, people coming in to help, but he continued to dig. Twenty-four hours in, full day of digging without stopping. I'm not giving up. Armand, Armand. 36 hours in, still going, still going, having no energy left and only being pushed by something that's deeper than human strength. At the 38th hour, when hope was almost lost, when he was done, there was no chance I I can give up saying, Armand, Armand. From underneath a piece of debris, he hears, Papa? As he moved the debris, his son and 11 of his classmates had miraculously survived. And he was not going to let him down. As the kids came out, his son looked, Armand looked at his classmates and said, see, I told you my dad wouldn't let me down. I told you he was coming. See, for each one of us, God is a father that's willing, no matter what our life looks like, no matter how destroyed or how flat everything around us is, no matter how broken it may seem, God is willing to dive in and to keep pursuing you and me for no other reason than we're his child. It doesn't matter if there's 20 bad guys standing in the way. God's coming for you and for me. He's willing to face and fight each one of them and defeat them on his way to saving you and me. The thing is, is that these bad guys, a lot of times, they don't have guns and they're like not like kind of weak. What they are is their depression. What they are is addiction. Their secrets, their hurt, their pain, their struggles, their wounds that we have in our hearts, whatever it is that's standing in between you and God today, God is willing to face and defeat. God is willing to pursue you 
to the nth degree, to the farthest edge of the world, just so that you know you're loved. How do we know this? Like, how do we know that God is willing to go to no limit? He goes beyond all limits. He comes into our lives because he proved it to us already when he gave us his son. He proves it to us today, tonight, in this Mass, when He takes an infinite step down from heaven to meet you right here in the Eucharist. Where He offers Himself to you. So many times in the church we can say, oh yeah, we are children of God. We. Tonight, give, I give you permission to be selfish. You are a child of God. You before all else, before your apparent, before your occupation, before anything else in your life, you are first and foremost a child of God. No matter what you do, you can't change it. No matter what you do, He's going to keep coming after you. No matter how big the, the, the mess no matter how hopeless the situation, no matter how many reasons we can think of that stand in the way of us and God, He's still coming for you. Tonight, the Lord steps down to meet each one of us here. The Lord, as the good, relentless Father that He is, steps down to meet each one of us here tonight. In this Mass in the most profound way he possibly can through his sacrament. Tonight, when we come face to face with him, when we come to receive him, when we come to open our lives anew to his grace, let us reach out to him the simple phrase of Papa, and I love you. <laughs>